0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Homeland on After Buzz, season four, episode two. Uh I am Nando Velasquez, and I am joined today only by one person, but it's it's a big one, so it's all good. (laughs) Hey guys, Uh, I'm Lexi. Lexi Hamasfarr, thank you very much for joining me. Danny Hoyt is out uh on assignment. I don't know what kind of assignment. It's not really homeland, but
1: he's in Canada, so
0: it could be Homeland Associated. You never know. Those darn Canadians. He's on his own mission. And uh, Thaddeus Massey is also unavailable this week. He he will be, both of them should be returning next week. So, uh, But you know, it's their loss, because this was a really good episode, I think.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I really, really th- enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know what? I said it was episode two, but technically it really is episode three. Right. Even though it's week two of the season, because the first uh, the first week they showed it didn't seem like it, perhaps, but they showed two episodes mm-hmm. in a row. So this one has an interesting name. We never really talked about the names of the episodes last week. The Drone Queen, which that one made sense, and the other one was Trilon and, uh, Perisphere. Uh, and the closest thing I could find out with that one was they were two structures in the 1939 World Fair. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, and this one's another weird one. This one's called Shalwar Kameez, uh, which I honestly did not know what it was. I thought at first it would be a character on the show. Uh, but then after, after viewing the episode, I had an opportunity to see this a little bit early and realizing there was no character name that I looked it up. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's apparently a fashionable, uh, outfit that the women wear. Uh, in uh, Pakistan uh, Bangladesh uh, in in that part of Asia yeah the so. only thing
1: that I can think is that maybe it has something to do with the whole seduction plot line to yeah. the story because they were very they're very beautiful garbs mm-hmm. and attire so maybe somehow, this is such a stretch, but maybe somehow it relates to the seduction part?
0: Well, I could see it being p- perhaps a seduction, but I, I I feel like, and please, uh, you know, you, you're talking to two white people here, so if anybody has any comments or anything, feel free to let us know on YouTube or on iTunes. Uh, you know, we, we definitely want to be educated on this stuff if someone is more of an expert of this. I don't, I don't feel that that kind of garb is supposed to be seductive. So, yeah. you know, because of the culture, the Islamic culture, I, I don't think they really wear that to really seduce. I mean, it doesn't stop <laughs> cer- certain women from looking very attractive in it, but I don't. I don't think that's the purpose of the outfit. Uh, but what I do think, upon thinking about the whole thing a little bit more, I, I do think what it what it really talks about is Carrie's return to Pakistan, Islamabad, and perhaps this is like in order for her to integrate, she has to respect the culture a little bit more. So I almost feel like Maybe. it's something like that. Like we definitely see in the first scene, almost a mirror image of the first scene in last week's uh, premiere episode, which is her in the, in the car. car in daytime, this time in Islamabad, telling the, uh, the drivers, her security detail, where to go, ordering them around. Right. Yes. Uh, so very, very similar and demanding to step outside for different reasons. Of course, this time she's going to, uh, to, she's going back to the scene of the crime where, uh, Sandy was found and where they tried to rescue him and he ended up being beaten to death. Uh, and she started questioning the uh, security detail. Mm-hmm. So again, a very interesting mirror, especially when when really, um, I mean, I didn't bring it up last week, but I thought it was really interesting to see the first hour start and end, start with Carrie demanding to be let out of the car so she could walk Freely, mm-hmm. and then the end of that uh, end of that episode really was Sandy, who who himself also snuck out to walk on his own to do his own thing, even though it was Chief station and being in the cart and getting dragged out. Right. So I thought it was a very interesting um, bookend.
1: Well, I think it was interesting also because it almost sets the stage in both the first episode, the premiere, and this week that Carrie's in charge and that she's not going to just you know be walked over. Yeah. All the time. And she is just like, hey, like, I'm not asking, I'm not requesting, like, this is what it's gonna be. You're gonna pull over and you're gonna let me out.
0: Yeah, it's her reasserting her, her power again. Right. And, you know, let's talk about, um, we're gonna, we're gonna mix it up. We're not gonna go necessarily in chronological order, cause I, I like just getting into the characters a little bit more. But let's talk, I, I really feel like this episode, The Embassy, Is a character in itself, because when Carrie returns to Islamabad as station chief, she finds, uh, she finds certain regulations, she, she definitely, uh, sees a very different Islamabad station than, than she was before, you know. It was one thing that the, her security detail, her drivers didn't want to let her out and they were very protective of her, but when she got uh, when she got to the embassy, she noticed a she noticed some resistance from certain people in the definite uh, resistance in the staff. yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and which we'll definitely talk about that, and b she also noticed uh she noticed the lockdown that she couldn't move around freely, right, yeah, and I think
1: that was very hard for her because she immediately tried to go get that lockdown lifted, mm-hmm. and no one the ambassador just like basically told her no, yeah, and that's hard for her because- and I totally understand that, but She, at the same time, she was trying to, like, kind of go against the rules, which didn't really help her become allies, I guess, with the people that she needs to essentially be able to trust.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, she, she mentioned it. Actually, the ambassador mentioned that uh, is, uh, the relations between Pakistani and the U.S. are at an all-time low, mm-hmm. and they she can't trust having anyone out there. Of course, Carrie's defense was, yeah, we need to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way we can really fix our relationships with them if we're busy hiding, scared inside the embassy.
1: But that's true. That's such a good point. You yeah. can't just bury your head in the sand. You have to get out there.
0: Well, it's politics. Point, counterpoint. Right. I see, you can see both sides. I mean, you, you figure that uh, it's very Heated outside because Sandy obviously was was beaten to death, and they want to protect the the workers there, mm-hmm. you know. At, but at the same time, they also need to, to do reparations. And so far, we haven't—at least as far as the episodes are concerned—we didn't see anyone reaching out to the Pakistanis. We still have yet to see really any relations between yeah. the U.S. ambassador or any of uh, any politician on the U.S. side reaching out to the Pakistanis.
1: It's pretty much the only. Pakistani person we've really had interaction with is Ion.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, as uh, as far as a Pakistani, not as far as an official. Yeah.
1: Right? No, I mean, but I mean in general, like, yeah, in we general. haven't really had any interaction with anyone from the other side in the first three episodes. Yeah,
0: not really anybody at all. Right. It's, so. it's
1: been predominantly American.
0: Yeah, predominantly American. So we, we still have yet to see, really, other than the news reports that we saw last week mm-hmm. that they were talking about. And, and really, you can't really... It's not really about politics. It's just about the situation uh, from these incidents, from the bombing, uh, from the drone attack. Well, it wasn't a drone attack, from the attack on the wedding and from Sandy being outed and his death. That's all we've really seen as far as the outside world in Islamabad from, from the embassy.
1: But also going back, I just thought about this, going back to the name of the episode, yeah. which I can't pronounce
0: or remember, but. <laughs> I say, I say it's Shalwar Kameez, but, uh, if I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm but willing to accept that.
1: In the first two <laughs> episodes, we see Carrie and she, mm-hmm. she goes out without trying to blend in whatsoever. She
0: just has that one, uh, she just has a scarf over her head pretty much.
1: But not even really last episode, she didn't have that, that much. I think there was maybe one scene where she went out with that on. But oh, yeah. this time, every time she went out, she had, that, she had the that head wrap.
0: Yeah, the head wrap. So I think
1: she's maybe trying, like you said, to blend in and acclimate a little bit more. Yeah. Because
0: I feel like it's almost like a little hint, like you need to acclimate if you're going to be doing these things like stepping outside at the embassy by right. yourself. And, and we get to see that a bit more. Uh So, yeah. So anyway, so let's talk about this new character that we see when Carrie gets in, because I think he's going to play a part this season. Uh John Redmond, who was when who was the person she was in contact with to set up a staff meeting before she got there. So right when they could start right off the, uh, off the gate and then she walks in to the station and, and
1: completely undermines her authority
0: completely undermines her authority it, it, no one is being called in you see him hanging out with the ambassador uh, just having a little chit chat telling him what he thinks they should do and even during her when she finally gets a staff meeting since everyone's on lockdown it's really easy to get everyone together Right? yeah you see him being very defiant and says we need to have a chat and then when he stands up and she tells him to sit down he, he stops talking out of respect for the new station chief, but he refuses to sit down. So even in that moment, mm-hmm. a moment of defiance for him. And, uh, and we hear that, uh, that Lockhart pretty much gave him the job four days earlier, yeah. just hand-wrapped it to him, and then all of a sudden he gets a call that Carrie's in charge.
1: And he was drunk, also, because she said she could smell the booze. She could
0: smell booze on him, yeah. So, so not really... Re- and I find that really interesting, considering he's just hanging out with the ambassador, who, who, until this episode, I mean, the first two episodes, I kind of thought she was very, you know... Uptight. A little uptight, very by the books, Mm -hmm. you know. Type A. Type A, yeah. So I'm really surprised that if if he really reeked of alcohol, that he would just be hanging out with the ambassador a couple of scenes earlier.
1: Right. That was definitely an interesting thing. But maybe they were having a drink together. You never know. Maybe they were
0: having... I mean, we know she smokes. So maybe she drinks on the job. Yeah, It it
1: was interesting to me, though, that when she asked the entire team at that meeting, staff Mm -hmm. meeting, about Jordan Harris... I mean, it might have been out of defiance and not having respect for Carrie yeah. like that quickly, but still no one spoke up. And so that makes me kind of question, like, is is there a disconnect in her information on Jordan Harris and what they think of him? Yeah. Because all we know is that he was some brilliant agent, but maybe there's something actually that they all disrespected about him. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, the first thing when she, when she first came out and pretty much said if anyone knew what was going on with Sandy, everyone clammed up. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was hard to tell really at the moment if it was an act of, you know, we don't rat out on, on each other. Right. You know, or if we're in on this whole thing, we all knew about Sandy. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Jordan, uh, you know, Jordan Harris went back to the States to report on this intelligence leak and he got grounded. Right. So nobody else bothered to do that. So perhaps they were all just going along with the plan. Maybe, maybe a few other people know, and and I think that's why Carrie's been very secretive herself uh, around the embassy because she doesn't know who was in on this plan. Besides, she, she figures Lockhart knew about it at least, but she doesn't know exactly how how deep this goes mm-hmm. inside the embassy.
1: And I love that she immediately established that second group with Farah and Max. Yeah. To have her like people that she trusted there.
0: Oh, it's beautiful yes. to see. Yeah, to see first of all, of course, Carrie being typical Carrie and finding a way out of the embassy, having having that little loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the ambassador got a little pissed off that Carrie did that, but Carrie found a way out. Right. And then to see her, I mean, Carrie, look, look, you know, we, we, it's really interesting to see when she demands to get out of the car in the beginning of this episode and last week's episode, especially. You know, you, you can't help but feel a little bit nervous, especially after what happened to Sandy. Right. You can't help but feel nervous when Carrie is out on her own, but to see her lose that ISI tail... Both that tails. was impressive. Both tails, yes, yeah, because uh yeah, I guess she was aware of both of them, and to see how she was able to play out with those kids going in the taxi and getting I, yeah. those kids as a distraction and sneaking in, you know, she is incredibly capable on her own out in the field. I mean, she was a field agent, so she's very familiar with this stuff.
1: And I thought that that kid scene was just so genius on her part, yeah, or I guess on the writer's part to have done though, because there were so many ways that she could have gotten out of that situation, mm-hmm. and she just did it so inconspicuously. Yeah, it was. It was it was cool to see that she used kids as her getaway tool. Yeah. Essentially.
0: I mean, we haven't seen, you know, the, the one thing I would say that is lacking so far with uh, Homeland, uh, I mean, I'm really digging what it is, but there still seems to be a lot more setup. This season, obviously, we, you know, see, it's somewhat similar to season one with the setup, but we haven't really seen anything too major yet. The only, the only really action scene, the only real action scene we've seen was from episode one with the whole incident with Sandy. That was the big action scene. Everything else, more or less to this point, has been very, very much just set up for what we expect to be a lot of future suspenseful moments and payoffs. So this was probably the closest thing to a suspenseful moment that we had, her trying to lose a tail, which wasn't really Carrie in danger. It was just her trying to get away from these people. Yeah. So nothing really too crazy. And
1: you're totally right. This entire episode was set up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was not a single... Of action in it, and it, there wasn't really an episode two either.
0: Oh, and episode two—the one thing was probably Quinn just beating up on those guys. In yeah, the diner. but that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> that was cool. Yes, I
0: appreciate. I don't that care what Dar says. Dar made it sound like those guys didn't deserve it. They were being jerks. I know. They were I agree. Jerks. Yes. So yeah, and Danny—if Danny was here, he would say the same thing. I know. No, I
1: mean, does. and as a girl, like that's totally appreciated that he would stick up for a girl in that manner. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. However
1: aggressive it may have been, that absolutely.
0: was still nice. So so yeah, so we um. Let's Let's talk about. So, Carrie has this second setup as, as Saul says later on the episode, which we'll get to that later. Yes. Um, with, uh, Farah and Max. So, we get to see Farah returning to the show, which I'm very excited about. She's a great. I love her. Yeah. She's really great. She mm-hmm. had a really great role and now she gets to be out in the field. But we see her inexperience. I mean, when she came on last season, she came on as an analyst. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, she was there because she could translate and because she could intercept data. She could read data because a lot of that what she was there for. Remember, was to trace right. the money. Yeah, was really to trace the money uh, after what hap- after the bombing that happened at the end of season two. Right. They had very few people who could do this, so she was brought in as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So now here is the rookie from last season, still Getting probably put into the field about a year's worth of you know if we figure from last season to this season approximately somewhere between six months to a year has passed. Mm-hmm. So she's still a bit new, and here she is about to make a really big you know a, a big. Uh, mission to make contact with Ayan, right? As a journalist, and you can see she's nervous. I know and she she's was practicing even, her accent. She's practicing her accent, which uh, you know uh, I'm sure. Um, I, I you know I haven't rewatched any of her scenes from last season, so I'm not sure where the difference is, but I'm sure it's there. Yeah, because uh, Carrie mentions it. But, uh, but yeah, so we see her being nervous. And even when, when Carrie makes a joke about, you know, they're meeting with the the director of, uh, neurology. Oh, the nervous system, Uh, you know, which is really funny. She's nervous
1: right now. Pharaoh
0: is like, why are you nervous? I'm the one, you know, she obviously has nerves and we see that in her contact with a, first of all, great idea to, you know, great way to set him up, you know, with a trusted professor
1: and and in a comfortable, comfortable, Situation yeah. seemingly,
0: but we already saw from last week's episode at the very end this mysterious figure threatened, threatened Ayan and said no more interviews, right? So, which of course Carrie and Farah don't know, yeah, but you know, so so they don't realize that he was told <laughs> no more interviews. So, here the, here both of them are in this episode, Carrie and Farah, pushing this whole journalist from London pitch to try and get him to talk when. Well, they don't know any better, but you know, Farah does not do a great job of keeping him uh comfortable or keeping him in.
1: Yeah. Well and Carrie tells her to basically use like the art of seduction to get him you know, reined in. I don't
0: know if it was it the art I mean, she says... You it know, kind of was. It says, was like,
1: you know, just casually Just touch.
0: casually t- I guess it's the art of seduction. I guess she didn't say It's like say stage
1: it. one of flirting of seduction. <laughs> I guess it's stage
0: one of flirting. I guess it's just casually touch his shoulder, I think she said. Right, gently and... Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's like something you would read straight out of Cosmo. I'd be like, <laughs> just casually touch him if you like I him.
0: love hearing that the uh, CIA actually used Cosmo as a field manual.
1: You know, they might. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo is a great source for that. But we morning.
0: see, but we see, I mean, a great acting by, by, um, uh, I, I'm gonna say her name wrong, so I'm not even gonna say it right now. N- N- well, Nazarene. Great acting by her. I still said it. Uh, to actually, you know, she's still nervous and she grabs, uh, Ayan at, at some point. Try, it, it seems to be somewhere between trying to be casual and at the same time just like awkward. panic. Awkward, panicked. And we see Ayan pull away. Uh, you know, one thing I want to say about Ayanska I'm guessing this is a character choice, but he mumbles a lot. We he does. It is
1: hard to hear him. Yeah. Like I almost wish we'd had subtitles on when we watched.
0: Yeah, we didn't actually. We should have. Or
1: closed captioning. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh Yeah. You know, I'm guessing it's a character choice because obviously he's nervous, and 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 it happens. And shy. It happens shy, and it happens with the scene with Farah, and it happens with the scene with Carrie, and obviously they're these two aggressive women who want something, and and yeah. he he really is scared for his life that he. He's going to get, you know, something or, will happen to him.
1: It's also probably him getting a little bit flustered because they're both obviously two gorgeous girls. Yeah. So it, it's probably a mix of like nervousness and being flustered. Yeah. And
0: and again, the culture there. And I think this also ties into the Camise, it, it, the culture, The culture there, I, I don't think women can, you know... Be that, especially, especially someone you meet for the first time. Yeah. You know, be that aggressive. And I, I would feel that, you know, physical contact like that and what we'll, we'll see later <laughs> on, uh, is really not, you know, appropriate, uh, right. in that culture, you know. Right. So I think, I think that's definitely something, but we see that is not able to, uh, seal the deal somewhat no. and get a follow up interview uh, or a follow up meeting with, uh, with Ayan. And so we end up seeing Carrie, uh, taking control later on in the episode. Might as well mention this now, because I thought that was really, really interesting, especially considering she talked about the art of seduction, as you like right. to put.
1: Right, and to be gentle about it. And to be
0: like, gen- I don't know if that was gentle, but that, it was... No, that was not gentle. It was kind of a little forceful at times.
1: I wouldn't even... It was just so forward. It's something that you would never do in, like, a normal situation. And yeah. she was just like, let me just stick my hand down your pants. <laughs>
0: something like that yeah absolutely <laughs> they're in the ba- you know i actually thought the whole scene was weird because i really i know that he's training to be a doctor but the bathroom is all the way on the second floor of that cafe they were hanging out at yeah and he's going up there and and no escort really he's just going up there with his friend with um with uh, was that Raheem? okay i can't remember. it happened so i fast. don't think it was Raheem. it was somebody else but she they just go running right up there and uh Yeah, he's going in by himself, and I just felt like that's kind of weird, locking himself in a, in a woman, not locking himself, but being in a woman's bathroom alone. With a woman.
1: You know what? I honestly when they when that woman first came down screaming that there was a crying woman upstairs, I thought it was this whole plot to get him upstairs. I thought it was a snatch was and kill.
0: grab because they mentioned right. a snatch and grab. Yeah. They they mentioned the possibility of a snatch and grab earlier, then Carrie said no, there's no way we can do a snatch
1: no, and grab No, I thought it was gonna be with the guy who threatened him from last oh. episode. I thought it was like this whole setup thing.
0: Oh no, I figured it was I figured oh. it was Farah or Carrie or something like that. But I mean that's a possibility too. Yeah. It could have gone either way. So, uh, yeah, totally. But still, it just was, that whole scene just felt weird to me that he's going up into a secluded area where it is a woman crying in a bathroom and walking in there. I just. It did
1: seem very unrealistic.
0: Yeah. In that that sense. But we see Carrie, you know, um, keep him there, pretty much put her foot up against, you know, put herself up against the door. She Uh, threw
1: herself against that door. She
0: (laughs) threw herself up against that door and pretty much grabbed them at the same time yes. and they were like super, super close. I thought
1: she was going to kiss him.
0: Uh, there was it was that- like
1: that heavy breathing, like
0: There was that split second where you kind of thought maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe, but, uh, but yeah, it was just really interesting. Really long, really long glance. And, uh, yeah, it was really, really creepy. It it was. It was. I don't know about creepy, but it was definitely considering the culture. It was a definitely uncomfortable situation for Ayan. And she said, uh, I I wrote this line somewhere. I have to look it up, but I'm sure you wrote it if I didn't.
1: She said, um, if you want to see me again. Yes. Uh, gosh. It's basically like, if you want to see me again, then...
0: Because I remember I I, I I played it twice because I wanted to write it You'll never see me
1: again if you don't want to, but you'll want to. Yeah,
0: yes. But you, you'll never see me again if you don't want to, but you should want to. Right. Yeah, and I thought that was like, that was another little telling, like, like you should want to.
1: And that was another flirty gesture that she did. Like,
0: oh, yeah, absolutely. Unless you want
1: to see me again. <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> and she's promising him, like, he could train in the States. He can go to the Royal School of Medicine, she mentioned to him. Right. That was when he started mumbling again uh probably from nerves.
1: It was kind of interesting though that she was she was saying she was from London and then she was saying she was going to get him to the US and she didn't have a british accent. Mm-hmm. I felt like she didn't really fully think out her story with that because it I, think didn't it really... was
0: of, I think it was an act. I think part of it was an act of desperation with her too. She just again, she's the kind of person no, who yeah. throws herself into the mix. And figures it out later. She
1: was so proud of herself yeah. when he left. She was like smiling and fixing her hair.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think she, she knows. I mean, he's a young kid, uh, you know, a, a which is student. easy to sway kind and, of. And she's, you know, I, I would imagine that in that area, a blonde haired American woman like that looks very, very, you know, attractive because she's different, like exotic, exotic. Exactly. Very, very exotic yeah. to the, to the men out there. So here she is throwing herself on top of this, this guy who's, <laughs> In a prime sexual age, even if he doesn't uh take advantage of it. Right. And yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he would want to uh
1: And he's like feeble right now and vulnerable, so
0: (laughs) And he's vulnerable. Well, he definitely needs he needs someone I think yeah, he definitely needs somebody on his side. Yes. Because he saw last week that Raheem Screwed him over by putting that uh videotape of you know the wedding on, and you know we, and we most talked likely about that look. screwed
1: him over with the
0: we, we talked about that look i I didn't get that from the look, but you you and Danny did, so I'm willing to go there but uh but we <laughs> I, I think he doesn't he can't trust Raheem a hundred percent, and yeah. I don't think he has many other people he can really trust maybe maybe his other um, that girl that girl, but even her parents like like they, he could trust her, but her parents hate him right. Because of his, uh, because of of his uncle. Right. So I think, you know, definitely we'll see, uh, more of a connection with, with, uh, with Carrie because she made that connection. Fair enough. Yes. So, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Absolutely. Before we go on, let me talk about uh, let me talk about iTunes because uh, you know we're on iTunes. If you're if you're watching us streaming on uh, AfterBuzzTV.com, thank you. Or on YouTube. Later on, we tape this on Sunday nights at uh, eight o'clock Pacific. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We'd love to hear some comments from you on iTunes. We uh, also post on there. Uh, thank you very much for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes who are rating uh, subscribing to us. Uh, we were one of the top uh, podcasts. Last week. We were on the TV and film. Yeah, we were we, we got as high as I think number fourteen in TV and film. We were we were a couple behind the show the actual Showtime um podcast account where they have some video clips of oh, a couple of no the showtime stuff. So yeah, it was really awesome. Uh love to see some comments. We still we haven't really seen any comments on iTunes specifically. Um love to get that. We have a new crew here, as you could tell, uh with Lexi and Danny and Thaddeus will be back. So we'd love to get some new comments about how you're liking the show, uh how you're liking what we're doing. If you want Want to hear some, most, some other stuff? If you want to hear more Quinn uh, or not, <laughs> we'll get into Quinn later. Uh, not as much as last season with, with, uh, <laughs> with Lauren. I am
1: not obsessed with him. I'll just preface it that uh, way. <laughs> okay,
0: that sounds fair enough. But yeah, please, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll try and do shoutouts when we can. Actually, I want to do shoutouts if I can. Uh, oh darn, I had it up. I did have it up. I swear I did. Oh, I do have it up. From last week. We had a lot of great comments. So, uh, Fusion Love Stories, thank you very much, uh, who just posted uh, six hours ago today. So, thank you very much. Uh, H-Town Kicks 713. Scott McKenzie. Uh, Devin M. Cofft 2009. Dennis Boyd, Delta Boy04. Thank you very much for commenting and um oh brag or not as well. And uh we we do read and sometimes comment, right, Lexi? Lexi's got yeah. a couple of comments on there.
1: I love commenting and talking to y'all, so yeah. And impression.
0: and actually rating us also helps out the network, helps us out to get guests on the show, to, to be able to call up publicists and get people on. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to get some people on the show this season. Uh we'd love to have some more expert commentary. So yeah, so After please buzz. rate us. After buzz. After buzz. Yes. <laughs> that's new. That, Never heard that. That's our producer, Sean Overton. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I like that. I didn't know you had an acapella group, Sean.
1: <laughs> we sure do. We just don't
0: use it enough. We just don't use it enough. Okay, good. Good to know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Saul because we, uh, we get to see Saul. Very interesting. Well, first of all, right before we get into Saul, because this was something that's going to get lost because you made a comment on it. I thought it was really funny. Who Who jogs to jazz music? Yeah,
1: j- I do not know who jogs to jazz music. Who jogs
0: music. to jazz I mean, it makes sense because jazz was something that was mentioned a lot in Homeland in previous seasons. Like, Carrie loves it, but and it it's, was. The opening so- it's the opening right. song. But yeah, it, it, I actually thought it was kind of cool to see Carrie jog into some Miles Davis. I thought it was actually not bad.
1: It was just interesting to me because I, personally, when I work out, when I run, I have to have like EDM electronic dance music Tiesto stuff yeah. Pounding in my head
0: Maybe they just couldn't afford it In the budget Yeah no it was just
1: <laughs> I don't know But maybe for Carrie It's a peaceful thing Because I know that Jazz music and classical music Like you use it in college To study Because it focuses you yeah. So maybe that's more of what her intention was, and not so much to help with the workout. I was
0: gonna say, I think, I think for her, it's definitely a matter of focus. Yeah, and I think, I think it helps her focus. And I, you know, a lot of people run to focus as well. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing that's just an extension.
1: I uh, just thought it was so funny that that was the music that they picked for that scene. I,
0: I think it was awesome. I yeah. think the fact that you know we both were like, what? You know, <laughs> I think it's something definitely worth mentioning. Right. So anyway, so Carrie's busy jogging around the embassy and sees the security team that she asked Saul to get uh, arrive, and she walks in a little cautiously Uh uh, because I didn't see you know she I don't think she saw Saul at all before but she still walks in a little cautiously and we see Saul just having this chatting it up really like I've never seen Saul like this before no he's like talking to the ambassador and she's all giddy and And
1: they're both so happy and just like casually in a corner
0: they're just just just, just chatting away oh do you remember those yeah those were the good old days they were just having this really good conversation
1: it's been a while since we've seen Saul that happy
0: yeah I, I, it was re-
1: nice though.
0: It was really, really nice, and uh, you know, we get to learn a little bit later. We might as well bring this up. We get to learn later on in the episode. The ambassador admits to Carrie that that they were almost in- they were almost married. They were engaged,
1: and I was going to point that out because when the ambassador walked away and she said that it was good to see him, she was so flirty about it. She was, and I was I, like.
0: I, I had to do a double take and say, is that the ambassador? I had to be like, really? I had to play that whole scene again at first and be like, is that really the ambassador or is it someone that looks like her? Because that's just weird.
1: So I kind of almost feel like there's going to be a plot line developing between the two of them.
0: It's possible. Especially
1: because we saw the strain in his marriage at home.
0: Well, we've never seen Saul like that with his wife. I don't think we've ever seen Saul like that with his wife. And we've seen his wife cheat on him as a result. And Although Saul has always been faithful to her, at least from the, those three seasons we saw, Saul so has never deviated. I mean, the, the closest thing he ever has to an affair really is his relationship with Carrie because it's just so friendly. That it's right. It's almost so like close. I could see, I could see uh, his wife being jealous over that relationship just because mm-hmm. it's not not sexual, but it's more emotional, emotional, intellectual. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, the way they share secrets and the way they talk to each other. But, uh, yeah, really, really interesting to see this sign to Saul. And then even when she walks away, Saul's like, you were lucky to get Stationed here with her. Yeah. She's one of the good ones. Just the way he spoke even about her. There so was so much
1: s- affection.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. we don't see that much from Saul. Saul's usually right. more calculating. You don't see emotion from him that often. He's usually
1: very cold cut and yeah. like, this is the way it is.
0: I know. So really, really interesting to yeah. see that. And again, another scene kind of with the ambassador. We saw her kind of hanging back with, uh, with Redmond before and, and I'm guessing Redmond had some drinks either with her or without. So mm-hmm. we see her being a little casual there, seeing very, very casual. With Saul, yeah, and then, and then, just. Going up to the roof, chain smoking away with Carrie.
1: I thought that was great though, that they kind of started new and she offered Carrie the cigarettes. Yeah. Even though I don't advocate smoking, but.
0: <laughs> no. No, but I mean, one it thing was a, about- It was a nice gesture. One thing about that, yeah, one thing about smoking is it, it always is a, a, I guess a good way for people to- Bond. Bond in a, in a way that you wouldn't expect them to bond. So here they are sharing a vice together. Right. You know, hanging out up top and being very, uh, un- They're being very casual being very, very casual together. And this is where, this is where the ambassador admits that they had a little, uh, she had a little fling with, uh, Saul. We were young. We were stupid. We're we were almost married. We were, we were in Beirut. Like that was like, we were young. We're stupid in Beirut. We do what <laughs> so young casual. stupid people do in Beirut.
1: Yeah, they almost marriage. get married. Yeah. Almost
0: get married. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to yeah. I, I mean, you know, you think Paris, you think New York. No, not Beirut. But <laughs> but they they almost did. So and then uh, you know a, a nice little scene really between the two women, the two I guess the big the big women on the show because the ambassador I think is going to have a major major mm-hmm. um, role being in a position of power, especially a power over Carrie. Right. You know, where we see that the ambassador is actually trusting Carrie. And she even, she even says it's not because of Saul because she, she uh, at this he- point, Carrie's asking Saul to help her uh, get rid of the lockdown and Saul says, done. And then, and then the ambassador's like, I'm getting rid of the lockdown, but it's not because of Saul.
1: And I thought that was very big of her to do that. And the fact that she even said, because you were right, we shouldn't be burying our heads in the sand, exactly. we should be out there. And so, yeah. she didn't have to do that, she didn't have to admit she was wrong. No,
0: I think that takes a lot, of, I think it takes a lot of class for someone to say, you know what, I was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: don't even know if it's a case if I was wrong, but more, more or less that you were right. Right. Cuz I don't think I don't think there really is necessarily right or wrong. I think it's just a way that they look at the same situation. Yeah. So, uh but but again, a really good moment of of uh the ambassador trusting Carrie Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we we end the scene pretty much with her saying, "Hey, can I have another cigarette? Let's just hang up here, some more, and just smoke a little more." So, uh, so we we definitely seeing some bonding between the two. So it's curious to see how far that relationship goes, or if it gets strained in the future, especially with Carrie's you know other operation that I'm mm-hmm. guessing the ambassador doesn't know about.
1: Right, and I feel like when the ambassador does find out about that, yeah, things will kind of hit the fan. But until then, I almost feel like the ambassador is going to become an ally to Carrie. Mm -hmm. And we'll see her help her in whatever way. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll be an interesting thing to play out, especially if Saul ends up staying.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, we see... uh, Well, you know, speaking of Saul staying, we definitely see uh, that the relationship between Saul and Carrie... We got to see a tiny bit of them together last week, which was really exciting to see them together. Yeah. But we see that Carrie's not happy regardless of the whole situation with the ambassador, she's not happy to see Saul. She feels like Saul being there undermines her position. First of all, she now she has an extra little thing to worry about, the security of a former chief mm-hmm. uh, in Islamabad. In, in Islamabad, excuse me. And then also she feels like if he's there, it's like he's watching over her, babysitting her, babying her, that she can't stand on her own two feet without having her mentor around, you know, to, uh, you know, right. to, to watch over her and give her advice. So she, she definitely doesn't want him around.
1: And I think that it was a really good scene when they were getting brunch or whatever that was yeah. in the restaurant mm-hmm. when he's... Asking her if she's already done, like set up the yeah. second base. And then I forgot what the other question was, but she had done both of them well, already.
0: It was really good to see, you know, now that the lockdown's down. What are you going to do as a free woman? And she says, Well, what do you think I'm going to do? And he nails it. He says, right. First of all, you got to, you got to reinstitute Sandy's networks. You got to get them back up and running. And then because you can't really trust anyone in the embassy, right. you got to set up another set of operations and make sure they don't know about it. So I thought that was really, and then she just looks at him like, Wow. But, it, you know, it, it's, it's not. It shouldn't be that much of a surprise if you really think about their relationship for the past three seasons and what we know of them that that really Carrie was always, always uh, always Saul's uh, protege. So right. it, it, it makes sense that they can think alike.
1: No, the, I totally agree. I think that maybe Saul may have come over from the U.S. Yeah. in the hopes that maybe she would actually need him. But through that scene, he's seeing that she can handle it on her own.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I, I think uh I think he can't help but wa- he wanted to talk to her last you know, last week's shows. We saw him call her and she didn't pick up the phone. Yeah. And she admits that she's been wanting to talk to him, but he's too- retired. He's quote unquote retired now. Yeah. And there's lots of things he can't she can't tell him so and you know it's the spy game that it works both way i mean look we even found out like she was even surprised to hear that he was engaged and what was the line that uh what was the line the ambassador said she said how discreet of him you know it's like oh yeah, yeah how disc- of course how discreet of him he's he's got to be discreet right so yeah so as of right now saul is about to be on the plane uh the next morning uh after this ep- after this episode ends so we'll see what happens with that uh we got about 10 minutes left so let's talk about Quinn i've been saving him for last just because i feel like he's he's uh he's um you know, the only the only part that wasn't really in Islamabad so right, he's very yeah. separate. So we see he's still with the landlady manager played by Emily Walker. We see he's very, very drunk. Uh, we see he wants to get out of the CIA and he has another interview after the one last last year yes. uh, to get out but this time, you know, they're questioning him. He's, and his he,
1: relationship with Carrie.
0: And his relationship with Carrie is really, really interesting about that. I mean, first of all, they're worried about what he may do that he may be a little un- unwound after what he did at the diner. He may be a threat to himself or others But they keep... It it just happened over and over again. They just keep pounding him on his relationship with Carrie. And the fact that they blame the fact that he couldn't save Sandy because he was so concerned about Carrie. But
1: even from the get-go, before they discovered what they discovered, which we'll talk about, but... I, I didn't think that there was anything they could do to save him in the first place.
0: It didn't seem... I mean, we talked about this last week and from what we could tell, it just didn't... I mean, look, we're not trained... Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> we're not trained agents. We're CIA. But it looked like you're in a crowd, like two people in a car with like 50 to 100 right. people, like like with murder in their eyes, who want to kill this guy. And it didn't seem like the safest situation to get out and save this guy. So, yeah, but uh, but it's interesting because we've, we've seen Quinn for the past season or so. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Brody was in the picture, and we saw a little tension in the past, but it never seemed like to materialize. But now it's like everyone's like, it, I almost feel like the more people keep telling me I'm in love with you, the, the more, more I'm starting realize. to think, the more I'm starting to think maybe it's true.
1: I kind of think it's the most telling the fact that they will not give the landlord a name,
0: even the on IMDb, yeah.
1: because that just goes to show that she is not an important enough character in his life to yeah. give her an actual name. Yeah, so.
0: It's really interesting. Yeah. And Danny thought she'd have a big, big part to play the landlady. I mean, I assumed at least one more episode. So it looks like I'm about right on that. She's probably gone now that, that, you know, we saw a little falling out. He kind of like forced her out, but she, she heard enough to know to even say that Carrie's a lucky girl, whoever she is. Again, kind of reinstituting the fact that there must be an attraction between the two of them. And we see Quinn, we also saw Carrie in the beginning of the episode replaying back the incident with Sandy in his mind. And he's actually keeps going back to the computer, looking up all the YouTube uh, accounts. To see if he scenes, protected her. To see, yeah, to see exactly where, you know, if he was... Able to save Sandy, or if he really was, if he really did drop the ball, as Dar said in that really threatening moment when Quinn almost lost it with Dar. Uh, like Dar
1: was about to die; yeah. he was like five seconds from dying. Well,
0: but but Quinn held himself back, and then Dar was yeah. like, "I knew you didn't go that far deep off the far, uh, off, far off the deep." Yeah. End. Uh, but anyway, so from Quinn taking a look at these tapes over and over again, we see what looks like perhaps a familiar face from last week's uh, final moments of the second episode, which is the guy that was threatening Ayan uh, in the middle of the night. Yes. And we see him with a calm. Quinn has this realization. At least it kind of saves him a little bit and probably gives him a little bit of relief because I know he was pro- part of this was also him I, I really do feel that part of what he was suffering through was him killing those two men and and out in the field and, and taking these lives. Right. So we get to see, uh, we get to see him realize I couldn't have done anything because it was orchestrated from the start. There was nothing we could do. It was, it was a setup.
1: Which in that situation must be a little bit of weight off your shoulders. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Definitely a weight off his shoulders. He calls up Carrie to let her know. Uh, she picks up the phone, says, yeah, I hope you didn't pocket Dami. <laughs> and, uh, they, they had this realization. So they, they don't know who the man is yet, but they, they figure because of the calm that he was using that he might be Pakistani intelligence. So he might be ISI, could be another faction. I don't know. But, uh, but you know, it looks like that this is the big reveal from this scene. And we we're probably going to see a lot more of this guy and them trying to find out more information about this guy. Right. And the last thing we see is Carrie Beg. Like, no joke beg Quinn back I really need you now and
1: she was like you have no idea how much I love you at
0: the the last line was you have no idea how much I love you I love that
1: I felt so bad for Uh, Quinn because he was like
0: yeah well, and then uh,
1: hung up and I was like, You love her. Yeah,
0: it's well I again I I, I question whether or not he's really loved her from the start. I mean, we see the sexual tension. I just find yeah. it really weird that all of a sudden everyone's like, You love her, you love her, you know you do, you know you do. It's like it's like if one person calls you an ass, it's like, yeah, right. But if five I, people call you an ass, you might as well buy a saddle because you you're gonna start <laughs> believing it. You know? But I think
1: it's one of those subconscious things. If you are constantly working with someone, then you obviously like you have these feelings and they have that sexual tension, and maybe yeah. it just takes people pointing it out I guess. to realize it
0: mm. I don't I don't know but I'm sure we're gonna see more about this he's gonna uh, obviously he's going back to Islamabad he said he yeah. would so we'll definitely see more and maybe now that he thinks he's in love maybe we'll see some really weird
1: Interactions, interactions with, with
0: her. So we'll see what happens there. And it's going to start turning into a rom com all of a sudden. That's what Homer's <laughs> going to do. Uh, no, I doubt that. I, I highly doubt that. But it's still going to be very interesting to see now that Quinn kind of has this realization, uh, what's going to happen. Anyway, yeah. let's, uh, that's pretty much everything for the episode. Let's move on to. Do you have news and gossip? Yes. Yes, let's do news and gossip, please. Afterbus TV news. Okay, what do you got, Lexi?
1: Well, since we just ended on Quinn, um, they uh Gonza who is the one of the executive producers right Yeah and Claire Danes did an interview for the Independent online and I was reading it it's a really interesting article but Gonza talks about the relationship between Carrie and Quinn and he says that Carrie isn't that he's gotten a lot of feedback for mm-hmm. the Carrie and Quinn story to turn into a love plot okay but Carrie isn't emotionally available right now and she's just focusing on the on the mission okay so I thought that was interesting and then also I saw on the Daily Mail which mm-hmm. is the British website and um, tabloid that the White House today named the successors to the millennial generation which is my generation uh-huh. that they're the homeland generation which is, they're connecting to Showtime and they're basically, it describes Americans born from 2005 to present. Okay. And they're saying that it's kind of because of the unstable world of terrorism that mm-hmm. we live in today. And it's coming under fire because a lot of kids, a lot of parents are like, I read this and I don't want my kid to be related to Terrorism essentially. Yeah. And being in that generation. They're saying it's very creepy. That's interesting.
0: I didn't know the White House can like determine like what to call the generations. Yeah. So, I think uh, it was
1: referenced in a chart. It sa- it says they put it on there, it says Homeland Generation, Millennials, X Okay. So,
0: it's interesting. I yeah. mean, I kind of get the Homeland thing just because of the whole surveillance uh, aspect of it, I guess, you right. know, which, which is part of Homeland. But, yeah, I find it really interesting. But it must be great for Showtime if they, you know, it's better to be the <laughs> Homeland generation as opposed to, like, the True Blood generation. I don't know. <laughs> the Walking Dead uh, generation. The Walking yeah. Dead generation. <laughs> that, that will be a for generation. For the love of vampires. That will be stuff, a generation yeah. in the future, I think. The Walking Dead generation <laughs> will be one. Uh, let's move on to predictions. Okay. Now your afterbuzz T V. Awesome. So uh just a, a note for anybody who doesn't like seeing scenes from next week's episode we possibly might refer to them here. So uh this might be a chance for you to tune out a little bit. But anyway Lexi, what do you got? Spoiler alert. It's uh, not really a spoiler alert, but we're gonna we're gonna maybe talk a little bit about it.
1: Well, I'm I'm a little concerned with Carrie's seduction Yeah. goals with Ion, and I feel like there might come a point where Aion. she just Ion. Yeah. Where she just goes a little too far, yeah. And it turns not turns him, but completely ruins.
0: Well, it's funny that you talk about uh, you know that article that Carrie's not emotionally available, but here she is trying to seduce yeah. a young kid.
1: But I think there's a difference in emotionally available and like physically available. Well,
0: yeah, I guess that's true. Absolutely. So
1: I don't, but I don't, I don't know if she's just doing this as her job or if she's actually mm. trying to like get some attention from a guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's really curious. So, so, well, I mean, uh, I, I think definitely that's going to ha- have a big part to play her, her seduction. We right. might as well call it the seduction of Ayan. Uh, <laughs> and see exactly where that hashtag, goes. Yeah. Hashtag, right? There's, there's a hashtag for you. Uh, I mean, look, I just feel like Saul's not leaving. I feel like it'd be yes. just so weird to see Saul do the rest of this storyline from the States. So I definitely see Saul staying. I, I really feel like there's going to be some more scenes with him and the ambassador. It just seems like.
1: She's I, just I, more,
0: they're going to hook up. I really think, you know what, we need to see Saul in a situation like that. He's just not happy with his wife. And and I, you know, I hate to say it, you know, because I saw such a good guy and I'd hate to see him, you know, have an affair in a way. Right. When, when yes. she was the one that had the affair, she was kind of the bad person for a little bit. And now he might be the bad person. But I just feel like there's definitely too much. It's just too casual, too much I just there. want to
1: see him happy because yeah. he's not happy in the private sector. He's not happy with his wife. Yeah. So this is his one chance to be happy yeah. and have and, everything.
0: And I think John Redmond is definitely going to be a factor in undermining Carrie uh, in the embassy. He might even be in on Sandy's leak. You know, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised to see Red She He's so defensive. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, Lexi, where can we find you during the week?
1: You can find me on all social media at Lexi Hammersfar.
0: Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Uh, you can also find us on various AfterBuzz shows. I'm doing Walking Dead in just a few minutes, and uh, Scorpion, and uh, Blacklist, and you're doing... I'm
1: on Dance Moms for One More Week, and then Parenthood.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. So yeah, check, in, check out all of our AfterBuzz shows. Uh, but if if you want to tune into Homeland, you can check us out next Sunday at 8 o'clock Pacific when we'll be previewing or talk, recapping uh, episode four. And so. everyone will be back. And everyone will be back. So looking Full forward panel. to hearing from you then. Bye.